0: G'day, boxing fans around the world. How are you? Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Chris, of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. Christian von Spanek and the gang doing a great job. Thank you very much. And here we go with the first news item of the day, and it features Dillian White, the heavyweight, one of our favorite subjects, and the unclogging of that division. Dillian White signs for the Fury bite, for bite, The Fury Bout. Just hours before the deadline, and we're hoping to see it uh, take place at Wembley on April 23rd. Just hours before the deadline, Dillian White has finally signed the contract to fight Tyson Fury for the WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World. The deadline was 6 a.m. GMT, that's Greenwich Mean Time, with both camps negotiating until the last minute. The fight is expected to take place at Wembley on April 23rd, though the Cardiff Principality Stadium is still an option for the rumored date. Nothing is official yet for both the date or the venue. Oh, my God, said Fury in a statement. Dillian White has signed the contract for $8 million. What a surprise. What an absolute idiot. Should this even be a talking point? The man has signed for the biggest payday ever in his life. He added, oh, my God. My head hurts from all the mind games that Dillian White's been playing on me. Oh, my God. I'm so sore. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. My training camp's a mess. I'm going to bust Dillian White like a water balloon, (laughs) he summarized. Woo, love that. Sorry, couldn't keep a straight face for that one. All right, elsewhere, I will try to keep a straight face for this. Ruben Torres uh, and Christian Mino, who uh, went head to head on the weekend there at the Double Tree Hotel down in California this past Friday in Ontario, California. Thompson Boxing Promotions kicked off 2022 with a bang, selling out their new blood event with 1,427 Rabbit fans in attendance. In the eight round main event, Ruben Ace Torres, who's 18 0 with 15 knockouts, remained undefeated with a stellar performance stopping Christian Mino. Was 25 and 2 with 17 knockouts by way of a six round knockout. With the victory, Torres captured the WBC USNBC title, his first regional belt of his career. Congratulations to Mr. Torres. Elsewhere in the world of women's boxing, Jamie Clampett went toe to toe against Kim Wabak, and the result went in Clampett's favor. Jamie Hurricane Clamp, yet another woman a fighter by the name of. Nickname of Hurricane Jamie Hurricane Clampett capped a banner weekend for CES Boxing Saturday with a unanimous decision win over Kim Awabik at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Her first victory in nearly a decade. The 45-year-old Clampett, who is 23-5-2. A Warwick, Rhode Island resident who came out of retirement last summer two years ago after being inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame, headlined CES Boxing's 2022 debut and its inaugural event at the Crown Plaza. Flanked by longtime promoter Jimmy Birchfield Sr., CEO and president of CES Boxing, Clampett capped the event, appropriately titled Road Wars, in front of a sold-out crowd with a dominant performance against Wabek, who's 4-2-2, who, despite continuing to come forward the entire fight, could not thwart Clampett's experience and ring savvy. The victory, scored 60-54 on all three scorecards, was Clampett's first since 2013 when she defeated Domenga Aliva. Good stuff. Uh, let me just recap a few of the other uh, fights. In addition to opening its newly launched fight series in front of a capacity crowd at the Crown Plaza, CES Boxing celebrated an even bigger victory Friday when lightweight star Jermaine Ortiz of Worcester, Massachusetts, captured the NABF title in Orlando with the unanimous decision win over Nahir Albright in the main event of Showtime Showbox, the new generation Telecats. With Clampett back in the picture among female lightweights and Ortiz putting his entire weight class on notice in Fridays when CES Boxing is poised for a groundbreaking year as the sport continues its rise in popularity. Couldn't agree more. Elsewhere in France, Chris Asabi versus Nicholas Nahul Botelli went toe-to-toe in France and Asabi defeated the Argentine Botelli this Saturday, February 19th at Le Meru in France. Asabi began the fight dominating a brave and combative botelli who was punished harshly with his left eye swelling. At six seconds into the eighth round, referee Robert Wervis stopped the fight as he considered that was already, who already had his left eye closed, was receiving too much damage. With this victory, Asabe retained the Francophone WBC featherweight title and demonstrated his quality. Good for him. Elsewhere around the world, and I'll... Uh, Need to be excused for these pronunciations. Here we go. Taking place at the Marine Hall in Manzin Dar es Salaam in Tanzania this past February 20th. Tanzanian switch hitter Id Pialari is once again the Universal Boxing Organization's that's UBO all-Africa welterweight champion. On Sunday, February 20th at Marina Hall in Dar es Salaam, he defeated Malaw- Malawian Malawian. Chimwhenwe Chiache to win the title of a third time, to win the title a third time having previously held it in 2016 and 2019 after a fight with many close rounds where Chacha was mainly the aggressor and Pielari used his elusive style to frustrate the visitor before countering the local manman by unanimous decision Pialari spent most of the fight on the back foot while Chacha kept coming forward in an attempt to pin his foe down, but had significant trouble landing effectively. Pialari also had his moments of aggression, but he quickly returned to moving around the ring and counter-punching. Giving most of the close rounds to Pialari. judges Pendo Naju, Abdullah Nieku, and Pembe Nadava scored the fight 98-92, 99-91, 99-91. Talij, which doesn't do performance of Chacha Justice. The new UBO All Africa champion improved his professional record to 30 and 7-1 and with 21 knockouts. Chacha drops to 17-11 and 1 with 12 knockouts. And the fight, by the way, was promoted by Countdown Boxing Promotions in uh, Tanzania. Elsewhere, taking place, I believe, in Sonora, Mexico, I think. Anyway, we have the uh, which I've reported on before, the WCBS four-man lightweight tournament taking place uh, this uh, Thursday in Mexico. Uh, the main event for uh, the four-man the four lightweight tournament in the semifinals uh, is Luis Coriano Torres, who's 14-0, nine knockouts. He's out of Sonora, Mexico. Going toe-to-toe against Rodolfo Rudy Flores, who's 14-5 and five, with six knockouts, fighting out of Nueva Leon, Mexico. The co-feature for the vacant WBC-USNBC silver Silver welterweight championship is Quinton Rundall, who's 8 0 out of Houston, Texas, going against Ivan Zurdo Alvarez, who's 31 13 1 with 21 knockouts, fighting also out of Sonora, Mexico. Elsewhere, uh, again, these are all the semifinals, and there's uh, eight fighters, I believe. I say Gaga Hernandez, 11 2 1, is fighting out of Baja California. Uh, Baja California, Mexico is going toe to toe against Irving Pedroso Castillo, who's 9-2 with six knockouts fighting out of again Nuevo León, Mexico. In the lightweight division, we're gonna see Vladimir Macayo, who's 15-1, fighting out of Venezuela, going toe-to-toe against Amando Almanza, who's 5 and one with two knockouts out of uh Chile, yeah, Mexico. Awesome lightweight division. Jorge Jorgito Lugo Cota, who's six and zero oh, four knockouts, fighting out of Sinaloa, Mexico, is going up against Rene Campana de Leon Mazzale who's four, four knockouts and seven and three record, fighting out of Guanajuato, Mexico. Woo! Oh, there it is. Uh, yes, it is taking place in Sonora, Mexico. I thought I was right in announcing that earlier. That's taking place Thursday, February 24th in Sonora and uh, being promoted by Roy Jones Jr. Boxing Promotions and De La O Promotions, and it's part of the World Cup Boxing Series. Uh, And you can see it, if you have it, uh, on UFC Fight Pass. Elsewhere, across the pond, over in uh, Birmingham, England, Kane Baker is working towards the Big 30 after passing the 25 fight mark as a pro boxer in his last outing. He's back in action when BCB Promotions staged their first show at the Eastside Rooms on Woodcock Street in Birmingham with first night set for Friday, February 25th. His 26th ring date is his third successive appearance in his home city and a fourth straight contest in the West Midlands. All of them wins. The 31-year-old from Bartley Green notched a point success over Dean Evans before recording his same verdict against Luke Merrifield both six-round points whitewashes. Baker then registered his first stoppage at the 25th attempt when Luke Fash retired with a ring injury at the end of the third round. It's now coming up to six years since Baker made his pro debut with his paid career, currently standing at 17 victories and eight defeats. Speaking of Birmingham, Troy Jones going up against Pavel Garodja. Troy Jones will be looking to strike a balance between boxer and brawler when he takes part in his contest coming up uh, in Birmingham at the East Side Rooms on the 25th of February. Obviously, the same card. Um, Jones' pro pro uh, debut came in his home city at the H Suite Edge, Boston, before ring, before more ring time at the Holiday Inn Queensway in December. Far more toe to toe when he tackled Christian. Gomez, as Jones went hell for leather, trying to score his maiden pro TKO. He couldn't find the finish, but maintained his run of winning every round as a professional, which the aim is to maintain going forward. The 23-year-old Brummy, who is from Chelsea Wood, is trained by John Costello and has had an amateur pedigree from his time with Solihull Boxing Club. Elsewhere, taking place in Wembley. On March 19th, Hamza Shiraz believes he will benefit from the adversity of his last fight when he makes a step up to middleweight on March 19th at the OVO Arena at Twembley when he takes on Jez Smith. The undefeated 14-0 Hamza found himself caught in the eye of the storm back in December at the Copper Box when he was deducted a point for hitting Bradley Skeet when he was down in the passage of the fight that altered the momentum and resulted in the former British welterweight champion ultimately being stopped in the ninth round. By his own admission, the 22-year-old from Ilford admits he was off his game on the night, but has been heartened by a chat with veteran trainer Joe Gosen on his return to the Californian sunshine to begin preparing for his Wembley date at the middleweight against Jez Smith. Looking back at it now, he says, straight away, I know it was not a good performance. Conceded, Hamza. Uh, I was chatting with Joe Goosen about it when I came back here about two weeks ago, and he asked me what I learned from it. I told him what I did, and he said a fight like that will do will do me the world of good. And it was the equivalent of a about an easy dent, about ten easy knockout fights. He said, with what I learned, I'll be a different man in my next fight. It wasn't my greatest performance; everyone knows that. But I got the win, and I'm fo- I'm moving forward now. After learning. After another learning experience from the still young professional was the storm of criticism that headed his way following his illegal maneuver against Skeet. Hanza did formally offer a rematch to his vanquished opponent, but acceptance was not forthcoming, and he now proceeds with his plan to operate in the next division up. He says at the start, it was like everyone was mad angry. I think what happened what, ha- what I think what happened I think what helped me, not that I needed help because I'm a pretty thick skinned guy, was that I know everyone has got an opinion and everyone isn't entitled to an opinion. That helped me to understand where it's coming from, part of boxing. I'm glad it happened earlier in my career rather than later on, because from this adversity I can learn and become a better fighter and a better person. Elsewhere we see that Grand Chin Promotions assigned to Brockton Amateur Standout Dave Riberio. Granite Chin Promotions has announced it has signed New England amateur standout, Dave Ribirio, who hails from boxing-rich Brockton, Massachusetts, to an exclusive three-year promotional contract. A solid all-around boxer and ferocious body puncher, the 25-year-old Ribirio, is a throwback fighter who works as a social worker in in Brockton through the old colony YMCA. A decorated amateur boxer, uh, Ribirio captured top honors at the Mike Tyson Tournament in New York 2019 Uh, It's called the King of the Ring Tournament in Massachusetts. He also won the Regional Junior Olympics in 2020 New England Golden Gloves. He finished second in the New England Championship, in addition to being a Rocky Marciano Tournament finalist. He competed in the National Golden Gloves Tournament and the 2019 USA Olympic Trials. Good for him. Uh, For more information, by the way, on the Bureau, just go to the Boxing247.com website. It's a great story and lots of quotes. Uh, from the young fighter. Elsewhere, we see that Samson Boxing and Telebox signed two Warriors to co promotional contracts. Samson Lukowitz of Samson Boxing, along with Telebox, proudly announces a pair of significant co promotional signings as super middleweight contender Sebastian Horatio La Premisa Papishki, who's 18 and 3 with six knockouts, and undefeated super welterweight prospect Leo. Sorry, Leon Gavilón is five and zero with one knockout. Have signed long-term agreements. Papeshki renewed his current agreement with two promotional entities for another lengthy term. The 30-year-old Papeshki, born in LuJan, Buenos Aires, Argentina, is a former national and South American super middleweight champion, and he's currently ranked number 38 in the WBC rankings. Unbeaten super weight prospect Gavilan from Jose. Paz Buenos Aires, Argentina, was a highly decorated amateur boxing, amateur boxer, finishing with a record of 37-3 and, and having won several championships as well. A gifted fighter, the 20-year-old has already sparred and held his own with such notable stars, such as former world champions Brian Castano and Diego Chavez. This was great pride. I announced the signing of the talented Leo Gavilan and a renewal with La Promesa, because we noticed in both of them a great hunger for glory and a desire to reach the top, said Samson Uliquitz, CEO of Samson Boxing. We are committed to doing the best for all of our fighters, and I'm sure that the best is yet to come for the both of them. And in my final story of the day, speaking of signings, we have some interesting news. Heavyweight Murad Uliad will use the injustice he suffered in the Olympics against Fraser Clark, as fuel to succeed as a professional boxer after becoming the latest pro bellum co-promotional signing. The French fighter was booted out of the Tokyo Games for deliberate use of the head in his quarterfinal bout with Great Britain's captain. Eliev was outraged at the decision to disqualify him in the second round, strongly strongly arguing his innocence, and the 26-year-old hit the headlines after staging a sit-in protest to dispute the decision which lasted almost an hour however having since teamed up with Pro Bellum and arena box the six foot set the six foot seven puncher who wants to prove himself on the biggest stage is already eyeing a rematch with clark he says i felt a great injustice in the olympics and although the officials now accept they made a mistake it was still an injustice said iliev but I will use the pain of that experience to make sure I achieve great things in the professional ranks, which I know will happen with the backing of both of my promoters, Pro Bellum and Arena Box. Well, let's look forward to his next fight. All right. Thank you, Box Advance, for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that uh, notification bell. And uh, we'll see you uh, later. Oh, no. I will be joining the gang at uh, 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up. They'll be talking about Murderers Row, and they have a plethora of guests joining them. I'm not really needed, uh, but I would certainly be enjoying that show at 4 p.m. on Knuckle Up, Eastern Daylight Time. Cheers. Bye bye.